More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, Discipleship Discipline. Kids driving you crazy? We're going to help you handle those tantrums, talking back, stubbornness, and other annoying behavior problems gracefully. Give us a call, 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And we're talking about parenting today on More to Life on our show titled Discipleship Discipline. Talk more about that in a second. But are your kids driving you crazy? In big ways or small ways, we want to help you handle those tantrums, the talking back, the stubbornness, the uh, disrespect, and other annoying behaviors that parents have to manage all the time. You know, it's tough being a Catholic parent these days. We want to help make it a little bit easier. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that number is 877 573 Seven eight two five. So do you have questions about parenting or grandparenting? If you're helping your kids raise theirs, do you have questions about helping your kids overcome particular behavioral problems or living your faith at home or raising godly kids in an increasingly godless, confusing, scary world? Being a Catholic parent or grandparent is a tough, tough job. Let us help make your job a little easier today. Call us with your questions about anything that has to do with raising your kids or your grandchildren in the faith or just in everyday getting along kind of life. And of course, parenting lasts forever. So if you're having questions about your kids at any age or stage, we're that there for that as well. But we're here to help you figure this all out because I don't think it's ever been quite this confusing before. No, I definitely think that's true. And we want to make that you may make your parenting job a little bit easier. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. As I said, the show is titled Discipleship discipline. And we use that term uh, for a particular reason that, first of all, it's it's an approach that's based on St. John Bosco's uh, teachings. Um, he, had, he, does, he developed an approach for education that he called the preventative system, which was all about teaching kids how to behave as opposed to just punishing them for behaving badly. And applied to parenting, we call that approach discipleship discipline, because as Catholic parents, we're not just called to help our kids stop doing obnoxious things. We're called to raise Christian disciples, young men and women who are focused on building character, cultivating virtue, 
developing their relationship with God and learning how to live a godly life and make graceful choices. And that obviously takes a little bit more than what you can you know, pick up from secular parenting resources. That idea of raising a child to not just avoid doing bad things, but really raise a child who knows how to follow Christ. Uh, and that's a whole other layer of challenge for parents, and which makes you know Catholic parenting even tougher. So we're here to help at 877-573-7825. We want to help you not just overcome those behavior problems, but actually point your kids or your grandkids, those kids that you have to take care of for one reason or another, in that healthier, godlier direction. Give us a call. Again, the number, 877 573 7825. Of course, if you're listening on the podcast, you can always get your questions in as well by emailing us. The address is questions at more to life radio.com. That's with the number two questions at more to life radio.com. And you can also post your questions to our social media when we uh, post the topics of the day. We always check those out to see if folks are uh, responding there as well. So however you want to get your questions to us, we are happy to help you live a more abundant life and today have an easier job of being an effective, faithful, loving, joyful Catholic parent. 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's theology of the body. And if you're not aware of what that is, um, St. John Paul, when he was Pope, gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years um, on how we can discover God's plan for living a more joyful and abundant life and have healthier, holier relationships by prayerfully contemplating God's design and creation. The theology of the body reminds us that families are schools of love and virtue, where we all learn to live life as a gift and that parents are the most important teachers in this school of love parenting is hard and it's tempting to just settle for getting through the day with our kids but catholic parents are called to do so much more the theology of the body reminds us that parenting is actually one of the most important ministries in the church because it is the primary way the next generation of Christian disciples is formed. The world needs loving, responsible, godly people. And God has commissioned Catholic parents to give the world what it needs. And that is a big job, of course. You know, but the more we can approach parenting in a prayerful, thoughtful, intentional, graceful manner, not just doing what our parents did you know, to raise us, but really looking at, at what our kids need to be more godly people, the more we're able to fulfill our mission as Catholics, to let God change our world through our families by raising the next generation of faithful, courageous, loving, responsible, and godly men and women. Now, of course, none of us know how to do that perfectly, and no matter how well we think we were raised by our own parents, none of us are saints. And none of us knows how to raise a saint, which is exactly what we're called to do. You know, we all have a lot to learn and a lot of growing to do. And that's why every day, especially when we're having a hard time in our parenting life, we need to turn to our Heavenly Father and pray, Lord, teach me to be the parent you want me to be, not just in general, but in this moment and all day, every day, 
Help me to respond to my kids in ways that will glorify you. Help me be my best self and bring out the best in my kids in every situation. Give me your love and grace and help my kids experience that love and grace through me. So we're here to help you make that job a little bit easier today on More to Life on our show titled Discipleship Discipline. How do we raise godly, faithful kids in an increasingly godless world? How do we handle those typical behavior problems that drive us all a little bit crazy as parents, whether we're talking about tantrums or talking back, disrespect, stubbornness, not following through with things or other annoying behavior problems. Whatever the situation is, uh, we want to help you, uh, including, you know, living your faith at home, dealing with your kids pushing back against your faith or values or rules. Let us help you find graceful ways to overcome those challenges and more today on More to Life. The number once again... 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. By the way, I'd be remiss if I didn't share that the resource that we have to continue these conversations that we're starting today on the show, if you would, we would love to have you be part of the Catholic Home Community. That's spelled Catholic H-O-M, and it stands for Households on Mission. Every day, uh, my whole team of pastoral counselors and Catholic family life coaches uh, get together with um, hundreds of Catholic families just like you online at catholichom.com and on the Catholic HOM app. Uh, And we are providing the ongoing support, the community, the resources that families need to create more loving, caring, connected Catholic households. We're helping parents overcome behavior challenges with their kids, marital questions that they've got, questions about living the faith more vitally and joyfully in their homes. It's a great place to get new ideas, new resources, and all the support you need to build a more loving, caring, and connected Catholic family life. So go on, check it out. Go to CatholicHOM.com or download the Catholic HOM app today. The first month is absolutely free. Check it out. We'd love to have you be part of the Catholic home community so that God can change the world one family at a time. And I, I love that community so much because we have everything from really deep conversations about the faith to minute by minute hey you know right this second my kids are fighting about this or my husband and i are disagreeing about that or my parents want this out of us and we don't know what to do which happened a lot during this the holidays and right there in real time people are supporting each other all of our pastoral counselors are there to support the the members of catholic home it's a really dynamic real-time faith community and it's a lot of fun to be a part of as well catholic hom.com or download the catholic hom app as i said the first month is absolutely free and i think that you're going to be Really impressed with what you find there and want to be a long-term subscriber. All right. With that, we are taking your calls at 877-573-7825 about parenting questions. Uh, Your kid's driving you crazy at any age or stage. We want to help you handle those parenting issues gracefully. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the the Father, Father, and the the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we give you our families, especially our children, and our ability to raise them as you would have us raise them. It's hard to be a parent, and it's especially hard to be a faithful parent in an increasingly faithless world. 
Help us to know how to communicate your love to our kids, how to disciple them, so that we're not just teaching them how to stop doing obnoxious or bad things, but we're actually raising them to be godly disciples, children who love you first and most and follow you always in everything that they do. Give us the grace, the patience, the compassion, and the courage that we need to be faithful, confident, loving parents, raising faithful, confident, and loving kids so that we can give the world what it needs, the next generation of godly men and women who can build the kingdom through you. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name of the the Father, Father, the the Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled Discipleship Discipline. We're talking about parenting and being a faithful parent in particular and all the challenges that we face in doing that. Do you have questions about parenting, about helping your kids overcome particular behavior problems, living your faith at home, having a more faithful, loving, joyful family life, or raising godly kids in an increasingly godly world, a godless world, excuse me. Being a Catholic parent's a tough job. We want to help make your life a little bit easier, so give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. You can also post your questions via social media or email us. The address for that, questions at more2liferadio.com. Again, that's questions at more, the number 2, liferadio.com. With that, let's take our first question. Lisa, who's up? Our first question is from Christy, who's listening to EWTN Radio in New Jersey. And she says, my husband and I disagree about parenting style. He says that our kids should just be obedient to our yes or our no, no matter what the situation is. I think it's important to hear them out and let them express their feelings, even if they've done something tough like hitting a sibling or throwing an object in anger. How do we cope with our very different styles, and how do we not fight about it when handling our children's behavior? And that's Christy in New Jersey. Christy, thank you so much for the question. Well, and, and it's a common disagreement that the, the parents have. Um, more and more these days. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, and I think that um, what, I would, what I'd suggest that both of you kind of step back and look at is, is what is your goal here? You know, what, what, is it, what is it that you really want to have happen with your kids? Um, and, you know... When you look at what your husband is trying to do, you know, I, I think his goal is, is to have children who know how to be obedient and, and follow your lead, and I think that's a very good thing. You know, what you're trying to do is make sure that your kids feel heard and understood um, so that you can teach them you know, what to do, which is also a very good thing, and I think these are both goods, right? Um, and I think that there's something that comes from being able, to, being willing to listen to each other's style and create a new style that will work better because it will incorporate both elements, uh, the best elements of both of your perspectives. You know, when, when we just focus on, you know, basic obedience, so, you know, you say, yes, you know, you do what I, you know, when I say do this, then the child, you're supposed to say yes. When I just focus on that, I'm not actually teaching the child how to make good choices on their own. Yeah, how to think it through and really be able to survive without you hovering over them as they grow up. Yeah, so, so while all the research really shows that that approach does tend to lead to compliant kids if the authority figure is around. But when the authority figure isn't there, they, they don't know how to think through things, and so they tend to be easily led by other people who pose as authority figures, including peers. 
Uh, and so that approach to discipline that your husband's advocating on the downside tends to actually lead to kids who are more uh, influenced by negative uh, peer influences. Your approach, um, which just which kind of focuses more on feelings, and you don't kind of develop this more. So I, I just I'm just I'm not saying you're doing this, but I'm saying that this can be a danger to, to your approach. Is that it can be it gets so focused on the kids' feelings that they never do anything that you ask them to do. And so the discipleship discipline approach kind of takes both goods in mind, and what's best about both approaches and, and melds them into a, a new approach that that creates structures that doesn't allow your kids to disobey you and actually encourages the good behavior, but focuses on identifying their feelings and the intentions behind the bad behavior so that you can teach them what to do instead. Right? If I just say to a kid, hey, don't do that or stop that, that does solve the immediate problem, but it doesn't teach them what to do instead. Right? So if a kid is being disrespectful, saying, don't talk to me that way, I mean, it makes sense, of course, but, but, and they can't talk to you that way, but it doesn't teach them how to s- express their anger or their frustration or the need they're trying to communicate in an appropriate way. So, and some kids can kind of stumble into that on their own, but more and more kids can't. Uh, and so being able to say, look, it's not okay for you to speak to me that way, Help me understand what you're trying to say or what you're upset about or what you're attempting to communicate or what need you're trying to convey. And then let's figure out how to say that better. And then you'd use a do-over technique, for example, to help them actually find the right words and the right tone to be able to communicate their feelings or their desires in a way that, that can actually be heard by the adult and then help them get what they need. And so what happens with this kind of discipleship discipline that's not just focused on stopping bad behavior but actually encouraging the skills and creating the structures that, 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 that provide support um, is that the child actually feels grateful for the discipline they receive because they see that you're not just trying to thwart them, but you're actually helping them meet their needs in ways that will, the grown-ups will actually be receptive to. It's not just thwarting them as you're concerned that your husband's style will, nor is it just letting their emotions run roughshod as long as they can express them the way your husband is afraid is going to let your children be out of control. You've got a balance there where you're actually hearing what's going on and you're teaching them to meet their needs in a healthy, constructive way, but also gives them that disciplined way of going through life so that they're not just lost to their feelings or moving in lockstep with whatever authority comes up in their lives. They're really learning how to be able to discern things for themselves. And that is going to be a skill that will last a lifetime and help them into their everyday life, their careers, and their own future marriages as well. Christy, thanks so much for the question. If you, I hope that you're able to run with what we suggested here. A couple of resources, our book, Parenting Your Kids with Grace. Um, that focuses on uh, from birth to age 11. We also have Parenting Your Teens and Tweens with Grace, of course, which picks up with age 12 and, and uh, to 18. If you'd also like to learn more about getting daily support, our Catholic home community is a place to go. Uh, download the Catholic HOM app or go to catholichom.com and become a subscriber today. We'd love to see you there. Thanks again, Christy. We've got to take a break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls about parenting whether that's dealing with your own frustrations about being a parent or helping your kids overcome particular behavior problems or learning creative ways to live your faith at home and pass your faith and values on to your kids. Whatever the situation is, we want to help make Catholic parenting a little bit easier today on More to Life. The number, 
Once again, 877-573-7825. If you're listening to the More to Life podcast, you can shoot your questions to us at questions at moretoliferadio.com. And we'll be back in just a minute with more of your questions. Plus, Rachel Isaac will be joining us to talk about effective discipline ideas. Stick around for that and a whole lot more when More to Life continues after the break. CMF Curo is a Catholic health care ministry providing families nationwide with a better solution centered around whole health, spirit, mind, and body. Our members share their medical burdens within a faith-filled community. At CMF Curo, our members have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and other health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. I often have people ask me, aren't you scared when you talk about the issues such as abortion or uh, all the different ideologies, especially the gender ideology? I say, I'm scared of what I don't say if I'm not using this platform that God gave me wisely and well. If I'm not sharing information with people, if I'm not sharing the truth of the Catholic faith, I'm going to be held accountable, as is any one of us who has a platform. And we all have a platform. The sizes and the extent are different, but every single person, especially if you have a computer and if you have a Facebook page or a Twitter account, you have a platform. And so we're all responsible to evangelize. And we may be fearful, but we move through that fear with trust that God is with us. He tells us he will give us the words. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio, Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is titled Discipleship Discipline as we talk about parenting and making parenting easier, especially for Catholic parents who are trying to raise faithful, godly kids and, ra- and, and create a more faithful, godly household. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Joining us right now, Rachel Isaac. She is a pastoral counselor with CatholicCounselors.com. She also directs the St. Sebastian Program for Performance Excellence at Catholic Counselors, where she focuses on helping people achieve success. Rachel, welcome to More to Life. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. And you know, most of the time when people think about achieving success, they think their work life or their sports performance or whatever it is that they're doing. But we can actually make parenting, which is hard work. We've, we admitted that from the beginning of the show, but more enjoyable so that we can enjoy more successes with our parenting. And people think that that's kind of a just impossible thing. So tell us how we can do that. <laughs> Well, you're definitely right. And, you know, in parenting, I think we often tend to take the approach of kind of parenting by really addressing the behavior that we don't want and then assuming that desired behavior will come about instead. But successful parenting approaches, as you were kind of referring to, 
really require us to parent towards the behavior that we do want. And I think primarily this means two things. One, we need to model a behavior and a relationship that we want to see from our children. So, you know, listening to them if we want them to listen to us, speaking respectfully to them if we want them to speak respectfully to us, spending time being present with them if we want them to be attentive to us. And the second thing is really placing more of a focus on acknowledging the desired behaviors when we see them and teaching our children to respond more in the desired way rather than simply shutting down the undesired behaviors. So I, I kind of like to think of it this way. You know, when we parent from a place of just shutting down the behaviors that we don't want, I think it's really a lot like herding sheep, right? It feels chaotic. <laughs> it's a bit confusing. You know, we're setting up barriers along the road, and we're hoping that everyone gets there safely and, you know, and gets where we want them to go. And when we do, and if we do get to that destination, we're really pretty tired, and we don't even get to enjoy those successes. But when we parent towards the behavior and relationships that we do want, we're acting more like a team captain. You know, team captains are not an outside figure telling everyone what to do. They're part of the team. They have influence over the team, but they're also actively building relationships. They're modeling the behaviors, and they're working with the rest of the team to accomplish the team's goals. So really, the moral of the story here is that you know we can find much greater success in parenting when we're acting like a team captain than we can if we're just acting like we're herding sheep. Yeah, and it's, I think you've got the idea of, you know, when you were saying with herding sheep, you put up a lot of boundaries, you sort of hope they make it. And even a good shepherd's going to help move those, you know, kids through or those sheep through that situation. But that team captain is, is thought of, as you said, as part of the team, but also looked at with a great deal of respect, looked at for answers and guidance in difficult situations, both, you know, as part of the sport, but also sometimes in life as well. And when we can do that, we have so much more influence. And as you were saying, we can enjoy our children, our parenting, and more successes as parents, which, gosh, we all want so well, bad. And just to kind of to kind of drive home that idea of being a team, you know, a team captain, the captain doesn't just say, hey, stop dropping the ball. <laughs> captain doesn't say, hey, stop missing the goal, right? There needs to be coaching on how to actually do the things that lead to success and winning the game. Rachel, thanks so much for being with us. If folks would like to learn more about your good work, I invite them to go to catholiccounselors.com and check out the St. Sebastian program for performance excellence. We're taking your calls right now, though, at 877-573-7825. We're talking about being a more successful, confident, faithful, effective parent. If you've got parenting questions, we're here for you. 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your questions after the break. Stick around. It's been nine presidential elections that I've been on the air, and I've been watching Christians engage the culture around us. In almost every campaign year, candidates urge us to take back America. This is about as tired a phrase as you can find. And yet, with each election, the command to take back America reappears. We seem to think that America's problem that we have to correct is go back to a different idea of the budget or a different foreign policy or new regulatory reform. I'd argue that America's biggest problem is this act of idolatry that has allowed us to turn the emphasis on ordered liberty 
into a preoccupation with personal and individual autonomy. I'd go further and say that any attempt to take back America or make America great again that does not attack the idolatry of individual autonomy is doomed to failure. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Father Benedict Groeschel. I don't think people should have negative fears of God, but I think you should get a lump in your throat. You should feel excited. Suppose I was going to take you and introduce you to the Pope or to the President of some country or something. You might get a lump in your throat. Forget it. Every day, you, I, live and move and have our being in the presence of God. These are the class of feelings we should have, and we should have them to an intense degree if we really had the sight of Almighty God. These feelings are the feelings which we shall have if we realize his presence. And in proportion, as we believe that he is present, we shall have them. And not to have them is not to realize, not to believe that God is present to us. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Hi, I'm Lisa Popcheck. St. John Bosco is an important saint for Catholic families. Although he wasn't a parent, he was renowned for being a compassionate Christian teacher and the founder of a religious order dedicated to helping and educating children. At the time, people believed that children were little better than animals who responded only to physical punishment and harsh correction. One day in prayer... St. John Bosco received a heavenly vision where the Blessed Mother told him that children should be corrected not with blows, but with sweetness and charity. Deeply moved by this vision, Bosco developed an approach to discipline he called the preventive system, in contrast to what he considered to be the heavy-handed repressive system of his day. He taught his followers that even the most willful, defiant children would offer their heartfelt obedience if they were treated with love and respect. And not only did his approach work, but it raised a saint. His student, Saint Dominic Savio, is often called the first fruit of the preventive system. To learn more about Saint John Bosco and his preventive system, check out our book, Parenting Your Kids with Grace, or visit catholichom.com. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today's show is titled Discipleship Discipline, like we were just talking about during the segment there, which which is an approach to parenting that really helps us not just overcome bad behavior, but teach virtue and help our kids fall in love with Christ. We are taking your calls today at 877-573-7825 about Catholic parenting. Do you have questions about parenting, about helping your kids overcome particular behavior problems, overcoming your own struggles in being the parent you want to be, or living your faith at home, or raising godly kids in an increasingly godless world? Being a Catholic parent, it's hard work, <laughs> but we want to help make your job a little easier. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 877- 
573-7825. If you're tuning in via the More to Life podcast, shoot us your questions via email. The address is questions at moretoliferadio.com. Greg Roger in Indiana called in to ask a question. He said he's struggling with dealing with his emotional reactions to things that his kids do. He said, how do I better handle my emotions in the moment with my kids? Well, the best way to handle things in the moment is actually to prepare in advance. (laughs) Now, most parents are going to say, what do you mean prepare in advance? Do you know how knuckleheaded some of the things my kids do? I can't possibly think of these things. They just do them. Well, the reason that we lose control of our our reactions in the moment and and start yelling at our kids or or behaving in ways that, that we wish we didn't is that we allow ourselves to get surprised by the bad behavior. It's kind of all rooted in this idea that, you know, kids should be fine. Kids should just be, they should just know what to do. And then I'm shocked and appalled when they don't do it. And then, because I'm in the moment, then I also feel powerless and and fearful that I don't know how to fix this because I wasn't expecting them to be bad, and now they have been, and now what do I do? And I don't know what to do, so I just react, and, and I yell at them. And it can be, you know, those those inappropriate behaviors, the things that they're doing, even though perhaps we've told them not to. It could just be, like, wild and crazy things like you know suddenly they're smearing toothpaste all over the wall and you know they're four and they should know better but they don't know better because they haven't had all of the time that we've had to try to learn all these skills and learn them through trial and error and all these other things so we do have those moments of being shocked i think the first point is to remember it's okay we've got decades of life on them they can't overpower us. You know, sometimes we feel so shocked by it that we're afraid we're no longer in control because something has surprised us. And that's just not the case. We are smarter, stronger, bigger, and have a lot more life experience. And we've been given this child by God. So he's going to walk with us if we ask him to, to help disciple these kids, even through really weird more destructive behavior so look the fact is you know even even the best parents going to be surprised once in a while by the, the crazy things that the kids do but I, I want you to repeat as a mantra roger um the idea that you know if i haven't taught my kid how to do this then they don't know how to do it i, I shouldn't expect that they can be that they know how to behave well or, or be good if i haven't taught them and the second part of that is teaching is not the same thing as telling Right. It, it, some, that, some can you kids, say that again? Yeah, Greg? teaching is not the same thing as telling. Like I can tell a kid, don't do that, or I can tell a kid, be respectful, or I can tell a kid, go do your room. You know, but that's not teaching them, right? Um, teaching a kid something means walking them through the steps of doing it well. So, for example, the best way to teach a child to clean their room to our standards is to is to spend some time cleaning the room with them. Even for a couple of weeks where we kind of do it together and we, you know, make that a pleasant you know, time to be together. We put on some music. We, we talk with them. We actually walk them through what cleaning the room looks like uh, and, and show them at Don't the end what them. our standard is. We show is. them, then we let them practice it Don't do it for them. And... We're cleaning it with them, yeah. right? And, you know, they're learning how to do it at our side so that at some point they can do that on their own right? Um, The best way to teach a kid to be respectful is not to just say, don't talk to me that way, or please speak respectfully, but to say, okay, I understand that you're upset right now. 
Can you say that again in a more respectful way? How could we do that? For instance, and if the kid, I don't know, the, you, you can say to them, well, you know, say, Mom, I'm really upset about this, or Dad, I'm just trying to do the, uh, thus and such, or whatever. You, you can give them language to express that frustration or that need appropriately, and then don't just tell them that, actually have them do it. And if they say, if, for example, if, if they say, um, I'm, I'm really angry right now. Okay, well, could, could you tell me a little bit more about that and say it a little bit more respectfully? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm really upset about what so-and-so did. Okay, great. Thank you for telling me that. Let's work through that together. So the point is, I'm teaching the child how to express that feeling appropriately. So in any, any situation, it's, I have to assume that if I haven't taught my kid to do the thing, they're not going to know how to do the thing well and telling isn't the same thing as teaching so if if you hear in your head i've told them a million times you probably have told them a million times but you may not have sat them down and walked them through the steps of actually doing it and practiced it with them well i'll give you an example that has nothing to do with parenting somebody probably many somebody's once taught me e equals mc squared but nobody ever taught me what that means, how to do a physical experiment with it, what it means practically to my life. I know I can parrot it back. You know the basic fact. And that's it. Yeah. So you can teach anybody anything as a basic fact. You know, to, to use this, the simpler thing you were talking about, we can say to them, go clean up your room. And they know they're supposed to clean up their room. But if they've never been taught how to remove each thing and dust it and dust the the shelf underneath it and then put those things back neatly, how to actually fold and organize a drawer, they they just don't have the skills. And yelling at them or teaching them, go clean up your room, or telling them 18,000 times won't give them that skill. And I can tell you how, how we can prove that this is true. There are generations of parents now who haven't taught kids skills, right? So now we've got all forms of social media out there, YouTube videos, TikToks, teaching adult people how to clean up a house, how to change a tire, how to have appropriate etiquette to be polite and to speak politely to people because people know that there are gaps in what they were actually taught as opposed to yeah, what we, they we've were got told. generations of, of adults now who have, who know that they're supposed to clean their room or clean the kitchen but no idea no how idea to do how. it so they turn to fly lady or they go on youtube or they go to tiktok to, to get to get life hacks on and how to do it great so. that's great to do that but it speaks to the gap where at least a whole generation if not more people were not taught by an adult how to actually do that. We can remedy that both in the daily tasks, the behaviors, and yes, even living out the faith by coming alongside of our children and discipling them through it by teaching them those skills again and again so that it becomes part of who they are. Now, um, the second thing that I'd share with you is, you know, in terms of not being surprised by bad behavior is ask yourself, what is say the one thing that's really gotten under your skin the most lately um, with your kid. Uh, and when you've identified that, I want you to, to sit down with them at a time when they're not struggling with that problem. 
you know, and you sit down with them and say, hey, listen, you know, I was thinking about the fact that you're having a really hard time doing X, whatever X is, okay? Um, you know, you're having a hard time speaking respectfully. You're having a hard time sharing with your brother. You're having a hard time, um, you know, following through on the things that I've asked you to do. Uh, ideally, pick one specific thing that they've uh, struggled to follow through with. Um, I want to work on that with you this week so that, you know, by the end of the week, maybe you can be in a better place with this. So let's talk about it. You know, when you when I ask you to do thus and such or whenever I tell you to do this and that, what's what's you know, what's getting in the way? You know, let's talk through that. Uh, and then and then you actually kind of identify what is it that you want them to do instead. You know, I, I'd like to see you say this or I'd like to see you do that. Let's let's walk through that. All right, and so I'm going to remind you every morning that that's our goal for the week, and then we're going to talk about it at the end of the day and see how, how you did with it uh, and where you succeeded and maybe where you were struggling a little bit. So that by the end of the week, I, I think that we'll be in a better place with this, right? So then you set that up, and then the morning when you get them up or, or the night before when they go to bed, whichever is fine, you say, okay, now tomorrow, remember, we're working on this thing. And when thus and such situation happens, this is how I'm asking you to respond to it. Can we practice that now? Let's just kind of mentally rehearse that. All right, can you imagine any problems that would come up that might stop you from being able to do that tomorrow? Okay, great. I'm, I'm really proud of you for working on this with me. Awesome. And then at the end of the day, okay, well, you know what? Here's where you did really well with that. And here's a couple of examples where you really followed through. And here's one situation that didn't go so well. Let's go through that again. What, what stopped you from being able to do that there? And how can we problem solve that? Okay, cool. So tomorrow, if that happens, what would you do? Do you see what I'm doing? I'm actively teaching the behavior I want to see from them, not just saying, hey, go fix that, and then thinking I did my job. Because just saying, go fix, going back to what Rachel uh, Isaac was talking about in her segment, if a team captain says, hey, stop dropping the ball, you idiot, that doesn't do anything, right? I have to teach them how to hold the ball or pass the ball or whatever they need to do. I've got to teach the skill. Where your anger is coming from is this kind of, unhealthy assumption that the kids should just be able to do the thing and when they don't do the thing i'm shocked and appalled and, and i and i can't figure out what to do in the moment because i haven't thought about it and i don't have a plan so i feel powerless and i feel stuck and the only thing i can do is yell at them and get angry and that's what a lot of parents did you know for us and, and, and that's what they modeled and yeah. that's what we need to undo because right. we have choices about that roger we do talk more about all of this in parenting your kids with grace but i'd also encourage you to become part of the catholic home community because this is the kind of thing we, we talk through every day and i want to say we have moms on there but we have many many dads and a lot of people are just on as couples learning and growing and sharing together so don't feel weird about joining something that has to do with raising a catholic family because you're the dad you're more than welcome well, there and you'll have a lot of other dads and i think out. you'll get a lot out of the bedatitudes podcast which is part of the subscription as well That's so right. you can check that out too so go over to catholichom.com or download the catholic hom app first month is absolutely free you'll get a taste of it but I, I think that you really love it and want to stick with us because it's just a terrific community there's so much great support so many great resources and uh, actually we did a poll that found that 85 percent of subscribers say that they've experienced positive significant changes in their family life within two weeks two of joining weeks. catholic home so i uh, hope you see you there hope to see you there all right we got to go to break but when we uh, but as we head out sorry it's time for our scripture of the day which comes to us from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 6. You shall love the Lord your God with your whole heart, mind, and strength. I command you, take these words to heart. Keep repeating them to your children. 
Recite them when you are at home and when you are away and when you lie down and when you get up. And this, of course, is one of the most important uh, passages for the Jewish people in particular in Scripture. Uh, this follows the, you know, uh, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and all your strength. Uh, the Lord, hero of Israel, the Lord our God is one. Um, and, you know, this is really the mission statement for every Christian parent as well. The single most important thing we can do is raise godly children. And it's, it, when they say, you know, repeat these words, it's not just say words at your children or say words at God. What it means is thread this into your life, into how you behave. You know, we can say things with our behavior more than we can say things with our words. Make the connections for our children between charitable, loving, godly behaviors and their real world experience. Let them see it in the relationship you have with them so that they can understand how much God loves them through how much you love them. And just bring it into everything you do in a way that's natural, in a way that disciples them. Just as Jesus discipled the disciples, he ate with them, he walked with them, he sailed with them, he had fun with them, he struggled alongside of their emotions with them. And we can do no better than Jesus, Jesus' example to us on how to help people know him well and that includes our kiddos all right we're taking your calls about parenting today on more to life give us a call the show is titled discipleship discipline as we look at ways to not just overcome bad behavior but actually teach virtue and help our kids fall in love with christ if you've got parenting questions about either overcoming particular behavior problems or living your faith at home raising godly kids in an increasingly godless world or overcoming your own parenting challenges that you stumble over as you're trying to raise your kids we are here to help. Being a Catholic parent's a tough job. Let us help make it a little bit easier. Give us a call, 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Or shoot us your questions via email if you're listening to the podcast. The address is questions at moretoliferadio.com. More to Life will continue with your questions coming up right after the break. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. How serious is our responsibility to participate in furthering the common good? Very serious. According to the Catholic Catechism, participation is the voluntary and generous engagement of a person in social interchange. This obligation is inherent in the dignity of the human person. Participation calls, first of all, for us to be conscientious in exercising our responsibility in areas where we are directly involved, our families, our children's education, and our work. As far as possible, the Catechism urges, we should take an active role in public life. This leads to the Catechism's conclusion that nations which allow the broadest possible citizen participation are the nations to be lauded. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. 
who was a doctor of the church and one of the most famous saints of all time. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. St. Augustine is honored for his immense contributions to theology, but he balanced his genius with humility. Once declared it was pride that changed angels into devils, it is humility that makes men as angels. He died in 461. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Day on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Discipleship Discipline, as we talk about Catholic parenting today. Do you have questions about parenting, helping your kids overcome a particular behavior problem, living your faith at home, raising godly kids in an increasingly godless world, dealing with your own struggles with yourself uh, and being the parent that you feel God is calling you to be? Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. 7825. Let us help you make parenting a little bit easier. Greg, we had a question from Joe, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Pennsylvania, and he said, my two teens both agree that they don't want to go to youth group at our church because the teens there are using the time out of the house to do some really inappropriate things during breaks without their parents knowing about it. I'm proud of them for not wanting to go because of that. But how do I give them what they need to support their faith if they don't have a faithful peer group? Thanks for the question, Joe. That That's a really important one. And, you know, it is important uh, when we're able to, to provide those kinds of external peer supports. Um, but here's an interesting thing. So uh, Lisa and I, in addition to this work that we do here and through Catholic Counselors, uh, co-direct an organization with Holy Cross Family Ministries called the Peyton Institute for Domestic Church Life. And that's a research institute on Catholic family life and spirituality. Through that organization, we recently sponsored a study through the Center for Applied Research in the Apostolate at Georgetown University, where we looked at what are the factors that enable parents to successfully pass the faith on to the next generation. Um, and what we found was interesting. Uh, in fact, it was provocative because what we found was that everything, all the all the all the common common advice, conventional wisdom that Catholic parents get about what it takes to raise Catholic kids is pretty much wrong. Let that settle in, because <laughs> we hear all the time, right? I took my kid, I took my kid to mass every week. I, I they went to youth group. I sent them to Catholic school, and then they fell away. I did all the things, but they still aren't Catholic. Well, what we found was. Attending regular mass, I mean, obviously these things are critical and important, right? But attending regular mass together as a family, uh, sending your kids to Catholic school, sending them to youth group are all important, but they're secondary and supportive to how the faith is experienced at home. And in fact, when kids can't do the youth group or can't or don't go to Catholic school, if they are experiencing the faith being lived in the home well, and experience the faith as the source of the warmth in their homes, 
they are much more likely to attend uh, to to be be faithful adults uh, than kids who didn't experience that at home but did go to Catholic school and did go to youth groups. It's so, not the things you know. The sacraments, absolutely, the most vital. But the sacraments experienced in a faithful, warm family life make sense. It's something that they then own, not just something they partake in as children. And that's what this is all about, right? Raising our children to love the Lord their God and his church for the rest of their lives and pass it on to the next generation. That doesn't mean that your family life has to be perfect. What it means is that, that your kids have to be able to see that because of our faith, we try harder, we struggle differently, we approach problems in a different way than my non-Christian, non-Catholic friends do and their families, right? And if your kids can see, okay, you know what, because we pray and because we go to Mass, you know, we are challenged as a family to you know, work through our differences, to make time to be together and to work and play and talk and pray together every day, that, that we, we enjoy each other's company more and we try to work hard on our relationships. That's the kind of thing that helps our kids own their faith as adults because they see their faith as having practical uh, consequences in their everyday life. They see how their Positive. faith is impacting. Yes. Positive consequences that are practical, including if we're going through a terribly difficult time, we're relying on God together. We're talking to him together every day. He's drawing us closer together rather than you know ripping us to shreds. It's allowing them to walk with God as a reality in their lives, as another member of their family every day. A big part of that is family prayer, but it it also speaks the kind of family prayer. So it's not just families saying words at God, right? It's, It's families actually inviting God into the stuff they do. You know, so, you know, hey, how was your day? Oh, well, I was struggling with this subject or having a hard time worried about that test. Or, oh, well, let's pray about that. Lord, please help my son with this test and please help him to know, you know, that you love him and give him the grace and the the wisdom that he needs to respond to the situation well. Right. So we're bringing God into all the moments of family life, of our kids' lives. We're taking time to talk about answered prayers as a family. We're taking time to talk about spiritual doubts and struggles as a family and working through that together. We're making our faith part of our daily family life. And the more we do that, the more our kids get out of being able to participate then in weekly mass or Catholic school or youth group or all the other outside things, which are critical, but again, secondary and supportive. So, you know, because we as Catholics don't do a great job of teaching families how to do that, we need support in doing that. So if you're, if you're scratching your head because you're hearing me say all this stuff and you say, I, I don't even know where to start, that's okay. That's why we created the Catholic HOM community, uh, Households on Mission. So if you would like more support in that, you can check out our books, Parenting Your Kids with Grace, Parenting Your Teens and Tweens with Grace. But you can also go to CatholicHOM.com or download the Catholic HOM app and become part of the Catholic home community to get the daily support, the resources, um, the encouragement, the community that you need to really learn how to do this so that you don't have to be afraid. Because this, these are the, uh, the, the kinds of things we're talking about here are the research-based, proven habits that families who successfully raise most, if not all, of their kids to a faithful adulthood do in their family lives. Thank you so much for the question, Joe. If there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com or join the Catholic Home community by going to catholichom.com or downloading the Catholic HOM app. 
And folks, thanks so much for tuning in today. Remember to get out there and celebrate the life God has for you because with His grace, there really is so much more to life. Have a blessed day. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchuk. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.